Welcome to the podcast of Conversations with Friends, heard every week on KAOI Radio in Maui, Hawaii. It's fabulous. <laughs> you know, I, had, I had this uh, amazing experience. Yeah. And, and, and um, it was um, not only a wonderful thing, um, it was a wonderful thing for a lot of people. And so word got around, word of mouth, and, and people began to fill my home and, and then... Before the experience, I was so paranoid that I would uh, buy all the property in the neighborhood, as much of it as I could possibly buy, so I could control the neighborhood, of course, and which never happened. Well, <laughs> it was I, my best shot. I but love in the house that you know the, those houses begin to fill, and and then I began traveling a lot, and when I come home, all the houses would be full, and. And um, there was no charge, and uh, people just came to see what it was and pass it on from that point. And it, they were remarkable days. They were wonderful days, and they still are. It's just that the whole world's included now. And, and like today, our time together is just making it available to people, and it's always free on my website. It's am- and, it really is. And let's tell people about that, because I think that's what makes you such a remarkable teacher of the presence or teacher however that would evoker of the truth I don't even know how to speak other than but you've always just offered it and you've always said that yeah. yes and you I know s- it's what every human being would be would do if they had something really valuable they would give it away as quickly as they possibly could understanding that if it's valuable it always comes back and, and that's how unity started Charles and Myrtle Filmer just sat in their home and prayed people just came they never asked for anything and it's a worldwide movement but, oh I love that you I know and they de- they dedicated it all to yeah, the yeah. the awakening 100% 100% knowing the universe always gives back you know yeah. you don't and I just love that about you because you've proved it this is Byron Katie we're talking to her book and if you don't have it it's a must Loving what is, but Byron, could you? Uh, you're you're coming to Maui, and you're going to be at the studio. I want to give people a heads up. People are driving when they're listening to this, Byron, Katie. So I'll like repeat some things, you know. Okay. But you're at the studio on a love offering basis, a suggested donation of twenty dollars. But Fred Spanier said no one will be turned away. Yeah. I love that, and that's how we are at Unity. I mean, we have a suggested because it helps to pay your airfare and all that, but. I just love that you do that work, and I. Well, I love it too, and you know, I just I just got a an, an, a request from Israel that the Arabs. I'm doing an an Arab Israel event, and wow. an Arab Jewish Jews and Arabs Jew, event, yeah. and and um, and some of the Arabs just cannot afford to get there, and so mm. it'll take five or six buses to get them there. So. You know, the money that comes to me, I always see as as donation, contribution, and it goes back out. And it's it just you know we're we're conduits, and I can't get I can't get rid of it fast enough. And and I and I couldn't love it more. But because of you know donations like this and the schools and all the events that people support, you know we're just so we're just having this wonderful time. Just just. You know, it's bottom line, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? It's, it's where we're all the happiest. Can we just uh, put a, a pause for some people that might not be familiar with? It's called The Work, and you go online, isn't it? www.thework.com. 
or GERD. The work.org or the work.com. Both okay. will get you there. The work. Also, uh-huh, also ByronKatie.com will get you there. And it gets you right in there, and it will change your life. Although, I have to say, you got to stay with it. It's one of those things that's really simple, but you got to do it. And it, exactly. I love the turnarounds. But let me ask you this. You were really, um, for people listening, because there may be some, just wondering about this life and, and why it doesn't work. And you have a great turnaround story. Uh, um, you kind of hit a bottom. Um, kind of yeah, wallowed there for a long time. I did. <laughs> I love I that. Said, for, for, you know, I like to say uh, in all of my life, <laughs> until about 20 years ago, it, it just seemed like there was always a problem looming in my life. But the yeah. last decade of, of my life as I knew it to be before my experience, was, was it was so full of depression and I was so suicidal so paranoid, agoraphobic. It was so difficult for me to lo- leave my home, my even my bedroom. It was, it was horrible. It was horrible, and there was no reason for it. My children were healthy. My, I had, you know, it, it looks like it, it looked like I, I had every reason to be happy, and I was so miserable, so violently, internally miserable, and so you know, one day, I um. I noticed that when I believed my thoughts, I suffered. But when I questioned them, I didn't suffer. Mm -hmm. And I've come to see that this is true for every human being. So is that that what you call the experience? Yes, uh uh-huh. When you just began the question. I'm not telling the whole thing, actually. I used to sleep on the floor because my self-esteem was so low, I didn't believe I deserved the bed to sleep in. Mm -hmm. So I would sleep night after night. I had um, a, a gun under my pillow. It was really, really, really awful. And um, and one morning on on the floor, a cockroach crawled over my floor. Oh, jeez. And I opened my eyes in place of all that darkness with a joy that I can't describe to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I noticed that <sighs> the thoughts began to pour in and that they had absolutely no meaning whatsoever. There was no meaning to word. And then I saw that that's how the world was created. Mm -hmm. The moment a thought appeared and we attached to it, meaning we believed it. Mm. The moment we became a believer, the world was born and so when we question that, actually, we're undoing the entire world, and it's leaving what I call heaven, absolute heaven. And it's within everyone's reach. But, you know, in, those, um, in that period when I was so, so depressed that, that I couldn't leave my home, I, I, I saw, you know, you know, how could anyone, you know, I would... I would wake up, and the first thing I would notice is I was still alive, and then I began to curse God, and then I began to, to, to run a mental dialogue just automatically on what a terrible um, failure that I was, and, mm. and, and how, uh, you know, I was stupid, I, was, I, I didn't have a purpose, uh, what was the matter, there's something the matter with me, it, you know, it just went on and on and on. And I'd have a thought like, brush your teeth. And then on top of that thought, you know, it's a simple thought, just brush your teeth. But on top of that thought were so many, you know, what for, no one cares, life isn't worth living anyway. And so these thoughts, these thoughts, who could 
who could get out of bed and brush their teeth when they had that on top of them? Mm. Not me. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. Do you? And, and so as mm. I as I learned to question my thoughts from this experience, mm. every stressful thought, I was weightless. Even though I weighed over two hundred pounds, I was absolutely weightless. It was the the weight of the imagined world was off of my shoulders. Mm. And and you know what I love is that anyone that does this work has the same experience. It just um, you know it's it's if people think they're in a hurry, well, I was in a hurry too. Well, I just and, want to put a pause because we want to hear the questions. Uh, I think anybody listening, Great. if you're not driving a car, pull over. If you are driving a car, <laughs> get a pencil, a paper out. We're going to hear from our sponsor who makes conversations with friends possible. We're going to be back with Byron Katie who has four simple questions that will bring you right into the presence. Um, call it heaven. Call it the way it is. But it's. Um, I love the fact that you can give up arguing with what is. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, the simple <laughs> <version>. <laughs> Like that's kind is. of insane, and I've been. <laughs> insane a lot. So, Byron, Katie, what a joy. We'll be right back. Byron, if you can uh, hold for about one minute, we'll be right back with you. Is that okay? Okay. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with a refinance? Hawaii's premier mortgage company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality, or they can help in the refinance of your existing home with their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic. Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's Premier Mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the Magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. And we're talking with Byron Katie, author of a great book. You can go online, Amazon or Borders or any of them, and, and get it. It's called Loving What Is. It's a very powerful book. And we want to invite our listeners, uh, before Byron gets into the questions, we want to invite anyone who's listening to call in and, and speak with us and go through the process. And that number is 242-7800. 242-7800. Byron Katie, I think it's one of the most helpful works that's ever been done and she actually calls it the work um i've listened to the audiobook and byron i just listening to you and your and your gentle voice as you coax people through the process and you can listen to hear how other people go through it is so incredibly powerful isn't it remarkable the courage of, of these human beings oh, it, it is. just shows us that we all have that courage inside of us you know it's it's fun. We just need to tap into it. So, uh, can you s- uh, go through the questions? Because you know uh, the mind is tricky, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I my mean, it just. I, I told some it'll drive you over a cliff rather than let go. I mean, it has done that many a time. <laughs> you know, oh. your sneaky little thing that it is. It's I surrender, I surrender, and you you know relax, and there it's back again. So, t- you know, tell I us this. With, I work with some. Extremely violent people, murderers, uh, uh-huh. rapists, very, 
And the only difference between them and other people is they believed what they thought. Yeah. And then other people have thoughts that that, um, they don't believe. And so they don't end up in prison. Yeah, they're just but driving down the road. Yeah, all, all all of us are guilty only of believing what we think. Mm. People say, "How could you have done that?" Well, it's simple. When you believe what you think, you have to do it. Oh. There's no choice. And that's the compassion you bring to it. Um, there's a way that certain people write. Uh, Eckhart Tolle has a way of just writing with compassion. You write with compassion. You. He's such a dear soul. He is. In fact, I feel like when he's talking about the pain body and you're talking about the mind, it sounds a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go 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 over those four questions. Okay. So the first question is, is it true? So let's say, for example, someone has the thought their, uh, their life is worthless. And so the first question would be, your life is worthless. Is that true? The second question is, your life is worthless. Can you absolutely know that it's true that your life is worthless? Mm -hmm. So can you absolutely know that it's true? That's the second question. So how do you react when you believe that thought? How do you react when you believe that your life is worthless? You know, what happens to your body? What feelings take your body over? Where does your mind travel? How do you react when you believe that thought? What pictures do you see? How do you react when you believe that thought? You know, what pictures does your mind give to you? And then the fourth question, who would you be without the thought? Who would you be living the exact same life that you have lived? Only picture it without the thought. That, that I'm worthless. worthless. Yeah. How, how, would you, how would you live your life exactly the same way if you did not have that thought if you didn't believe that thought so is it true can you absolutely know that it's true how do you react when you believe that thought and who would you be without the thought i like to say who would you be without your story and then i invite people to turn the thought around the concept they're working with like i am worthless turned around i am not worthless and then i invite you to prove it out because the mind is a child it needs proof so now the the job is to find just one one thing in your life that you have done or that you do or that you believe whatever it is for you where you are not worthless one thing that is not worthless mm-hmm. and what is the opposite of worthless mary worthy worthy okay so i am worthy high value yeah. okay so where is it that you are valuable? Find one place, high value. And then if you find one, you can find two. And if you find two, you find three. And if you find three, you can find four. And if you find four, you can live in another polarity wow. that is true without denying your nature. Mm. And that's where we're comfortable. It's where the mind actually is free to create and be infinite. When mind is stuck and I am worthless with all the proof, mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on and on and on. It spends mm-hmm. its life trying to prove what can mm-hmm. never be proven because it's not true. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that is not valuable in its own way. Mm. What is so remarkable about this process is when you do it, when you do the four questions, when you do the turnaround, it can stick. I mean, it can have long-term effects. A lot of yeah. that that is what is so powerful for, for my observations. You know, I love that, Jim. I just, I, I love it. It's it's um, it's once you 
you question what you believe, you can never believe it again. So all the pain that that brought is gone. You cannot make it happen again. There's no way you can make that those thoughts hurt you again once you discover that they're not true. So it has to last. It, it lasts forever. It's, it lasts forever. It's very powerful. does not believe that it, it's over. Does it, tend, does it tend to work with people who are, say, more mental than emotional? Or what's your experience with that? Well, you know, emotions are an effect of what we believe. So uh, people who are really mental, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, the, the, the work is so perfect for them also because you just write down all that mental. You just, like a journal, you just put that mental on paper and there's the mind stopped. And then you can go through and isolate, you know, you can circle all these concepts in your journal and then question them and turn them around one by one by one. And I wouldn't ask anyone to do what I have not done myself. So you, you know, can peace was my responsibility. The world didn't have to change for me to find peace. It just wouldn't do it. So it left it to me. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> get the world to change. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> you know, and, and I know people listening that haven't tried it are probably, oh yeah, sure. But I want to say as a testimony, yeah. And you do in the beginning have to go over and work it again. And I think you added a piece that somehow I missed, which was taking the mind down the process and showing where I have value and where yes. my life is working and where, yes. uh, because that's true of every living thing. Everything has value. And yes. the lie is that you don't. And so if yes. you stop believing the lie, uh, a few people may come back and try to dump the lie on you, but you just laugh at them instead of believing it. You'll just Well, um, there's no way we can believe it. But what we do understand is that they believed it the way we used to believe it. So, so we don't even try to change their mind. No. Because it's so... You know, how can they not believe it? They have all the proof, they think. Absolutely. And one one of the things... Go on, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, we become very good listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we want to tell anyone who's listening that you can talk with Byron Katie, 242-7800. And we also want to uh, let you know that she will be at the studio, and I think it's 6.30 to 9.30. Does uh, that sound right? Friday. We don't have your flyers. We're, but um, maybe Fred's listening, and he'll call and tell us exactly. It's what Friday at the studio in Haiku. Up in What a great place. Great venue for that. One of the things I'm, I l- I'm so looking forward to, uh, it, and I also have an... Um, several days with uh, at a Ram Dass event, and I'm just I'm just so excited about being in Maui. Oh, have you been here before? I have years ago. Oh, well, it is uh, it's close to heaven, I think, on this planet. We call it the planet of Maui. And you know, I was in Maui recently, but I wasn't working. Oh, that's so, good. Well, I was and wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine wherever you go, people uh, yeah. want sure your insight and, and your level. compassion to be in the presence of, and, and Ram Das is just, um, what a beautiful soul. Yeah. What amazing, beautiful yeah. soul. Um, we have a caller. This is Byron Katie, Conversations with Friends. Can you share your yeah. name and what your question is? Aloha, this is Fred. Oh, Fred, Fred we were just saying say to call in and tell us what's The magic of reading. Yeah. <laughs> when is can you hear me, Katie? I can. Oh, we're so excited about having you here on Maui and I'm doing the work. Too. I want to remind everyone, I thank you for uh, sharing with uh, everyone that the public um, um, event is this Friday night at the Studio Maui from 6.30 to 9.30. 
No one is turned away. Everyone is welcome. It's just by donation only. And there'll be all sorts of books and, and products. And Katie will be there doing the work, and it'll be a great opportunity to for people and swim in the truth for two hours. It's just so sweet. It's a beautiful mm. space. Six thirty to nine thirty this Friday. Well, that's you know, three hours. That's the presence of truth is a marvelous thing, and what I love about it is the person I'm working with is the one putting out all the truth, and it's just it's it's so wonderful the way that that works. It, it is. It really is. There's such a beautiful integrity about doing the work. It's not a truth that Katie tells you or that a book tells you. It's a, a, a question that you, you ask and you go inside of yourself to answer. I love and, that. And watching other people go through the process is so powerful. It really is. And when whoever's going through the process, uh, you just get to plug in whatever your issue is or whoever, whatever person you're working on, and, and it resonates true no matter what the piece is that a person may be doing. Is it two hours or three hours this Friday? Actually, three hours. Okay. It'll go six thirty to nine thirty. Okay. As Katie likes to say, we love drop-ins. Drop in any time when when the perfect time for you to get there is. You will be there. So I'm sure you're going to. Like I say, everyone is welcome. No one will be turned away. It's just by donation only. Thank also, you. Also, if you're if you're if you're a shut-in in your home and 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 it's been a while since you've been out, you know, come in your pajamas and we'll walk you through. Aww. Well, I, I, as you're sharing that, I walked with Byron Katie on homemade um, cassettes. I guess when you were in Barstow, people just recorded and put out yeah. these makeshift things, and I walked for hours and hours um, <laughs> well, years that. years ago. And my good friend Marge Britt says to give you a big aloha and a big hug. And, oh, thank uh, you. I think she's probably the one that gave them to me, but uh, oh, I'm looking so forward to meeting you, Byron Katie. Fred, thank you for bringing Thanks, her here. We really Very appreciate much, that, Kate, Mary, and have, uh, thank you, Jim, for having Mary uh, for Katie on the show. Thanks, be delightful. Thank you, Fred. Thanks, Fred. Katie, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things that that really struck me when I listened to your audio books is is talking about the fact that people are um, judging beings. I mean, basically, all we can do is be judging people. Talk about that. Well, you know, as, as thought, it, it, if, if I look out and, and my mind says it's a sky, well, it's a judgment, mm-hmm. or, or we could refer to them as um, opinions, observations, you know, but, but um, it's, it's do we believe it? And it's not right or wrong to believe it, it's just how did we begin to believe it? It's like um, my mother told me my name was you know, that I was Byron Katie, Byron Kathleen, actually, and I believed her, and I was, <laughs> and then she would say, um, you are wonderful, and I would believe her, and she might say, you are a very bad girl, and I would believe her, and so I collected this entire identity, and then you, you have siblings, and fathers, and uncles, and television, and radio, and 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 then eventually you begin to believe that other people see you the way that you see you. Mm-hmm. And it gets very, very confusing. And I don't want to get too complicated for people because, you know, we start from where we are, just very simple. Like like my um, my husband or my wife doesn't care about me. And the moment you have one of those thoughts, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and then the mind is going to, to give you, it's going to give you all the pictures that show your life with all the proof that he doesn't care. 
and the way and and the mind just it goes on and on and on and on and then your body begins to drop your shoulders begin to slump you begin to uh my goodness we do all kinds of things it's where addictions kick in mm-hmm. it's it's where we snap at each other it's where we snap at our children and we're not even you know that's not even what we're thinking of and yet there it is that's how we react when we believe our stressful thoughts so you know he doesn't care about me can i absolutely know that that's true so we begin to use these four questions and turn around and the mind stops when the mind finds resolution and it can only find it in the polarity that is true to its nature and that's the polarity of of what is sane the process and solid and and good and right and i don't know i didn't expect it to turn out that way when i began to question my mind but but uh, nonetheless there it is i've come to realize that our nature is is benevolent it's goodness and the way that i've come to understand that this is true is any thought that opposes what is beautiful and everything is beautiful any thought that opposes that that would tear tear it down feels like stress and that's all i needed to know you know i just i just know the difference between what hurts and what doesn't and that was and that was enough for me so what hurts i questioned and I just left the rest. And um, that's the key, isn't it? Dream. You don't have to go after all the windmills. You just where do I feel that upset, stress, yes. and I question that. Yes. And there's a lie underneath it always. Yes. Because and that's have a little. Uh, uh, they have problem getting started with it because they don't know what to. to the, the mind won't give them what to work <laughs> with when they're conscious <laughs> of it because it's 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 so smart. Yes, it's very smart. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> This is but, so great. So, so I have a judge your neighbor worksheet, uh, what I call a judge your neighbor worksheet, on on my website that people can. Now tell uh, people that. Tell people that because that's such a great story. Because you don't hear people talk about this. Say, judge your you neighbor. Said the one thing you really did well was what was it? Jesus said, uh, "Treat everybody the same you did. You hated them all." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was some line. It was a great. As myself, I always have. I hated me. I hated you. <laughs> you were an equal friend. I mean, everybody. Yeah, exactly. and that's. I think that's such a great honoring of the humility of the process because. You know, most of us try to put on that more benevolent face, but underneath, you know, it's there in all of us. There's not one of us that's free of judgments unless we've done the work. Um, yeah, in some way. And, and once we question those judgments, those stressful judgments, we may even have the judgment again, but rather than, than suffering, it, it brings a smile to our face because <laughs> we no longer believe it. It's like someone uh, that's inside your head just telling the sweetest little funny joke. <laughs> That's a great way of looking at and it. And I love it. You know, on your computer you have a delete button. We just mm-hmm. need to remember we have a delete button with our thoughts. We don't have to uh-huh. stuff them. We just delete them. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't serve me. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Well, I mean, once you get a little distance on it. But I have to tell you, I was a tough... I mean, when I say I walked with you for years, <laughs> uh, you know that line in the Course in Miracles, would you be rather be right than happy? I just argued. Right. Yeah, would you rather be right than or happy? And I just argued for a year. How in the world could anybody be happy if they weren't right? I mean, that's the <laughs> tough nut I was. And I, I mean, I would just go to bat on that thing. And I just like, oh man, oh man, they kiss the old honey. You just sit with those books a little longer. <laughs> I mean, I was just oh so talking gosh. about the ego. Going, no, have how you, could? Have you come to understand that? Like the, the best, best thing that can happen is when you're wrong. <laughs> 
Oh, hallelujah. Right. Ah, oh, wow. And, and so you get to live out of that higher consciousness uh, or almost. that better idea. And so to be wrong is right. Oh, yeah. That's powerful. That's and there's the turnaround there. There you go. You know, we... we we should take a break, but when we come back, maybe we can do some of these questions and turnarounds um, with ourselves or with our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Would you hang on just a minute? Thanks, Byron Katie. Lovingwhatisthework.com or thework.org. Thanks. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwick is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with a refinance? Hawaii's premier mortgage company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality, or they can help in the refinance of your existing home with their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic. Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's premier mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. And uh, Byron Katie, the book is Loving What Is. She's at the studio Friday night, 630. You won't want to miss it. Jim and I were talking about, Byron Katie, what we could ask you. And, and, and so I thought, well, what, what the problem we'll, was? We'll, we'll try. We'll yeah, try yeah. something that I've been grappling with, and at the same time as we do this, we want to invite listeners to call in at two four two seventy eight hundred. But uh, Katie, and you prefer Katie, right? Oh, that's fine. Okay. Um, let me ask you. You know, one of the things that I've been dealing with is I'd like to lose some weight, and I think that I should lose some weight. Uh huh. And so, so I thought this so, might be a great way of, of going through the okay, process. Okay, so you need to be thinner. Yes. You need to be. You need to lose weight. Is that true? Can you absolutely know that it's true that you need to lose weight? I don't know that. I, I think I look at myself in the mirror and I want to lose weight, and I know the doctor thinks that would be a good idea, and uh, and uh, so yeah, I, I think it's important. Yeah, you could be much healthier if you did. That's what the doctors believe, and they could be right. And it's what you believe, maybe, and you could be right. And you need to lose weight. Can you absolutely know that that's true? You know, I, this is where I love to say, who needs God when we have your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's really good. I like it. <laughs> I need to lose weight. How do you react when you believe that thought and you don't lose weight? I, I don't feel so good about myself, especially when it comes to, you know, when I know I ought to be exercising or perhaps making a different uh, diet choice. And our, our, our minds become very violent sometimes. We begin to experience guilt and shame. There's and definitely, there's definitely guilt. from people and all kinds of effects when we believe the thought we should that we need to lose weight or we should lose weight and we don't. It's almost as though, Jim, that we believe that the more violent the mind becomes, the more motivated the more motivated we are. 
Uh-huh. And I've come to see that that violence is a very, very poor motivator. Mm. That intelligence and peace is very intelligent. That our choices, the choices that come out of that are not only kinder, but they're, we can, we can hear them. They begin to make sense. But you know, how do we react when we believe that thought? The mind can become very violent when we don't lose weight. And give me some examples for the listeners on the violence of the mind, the shoulds or the, what are some of the well, you know, phrases that people will say, oh my God, that's it. You know, I, I, I do that to myself. Yeah, it, it would be, it would be. How do I react when I believe the the, the thought I need to lose weight, and I don't? In uh. fact, maybe I gain two or three pounds. Mm. And when I believe the thought I need to lose weight and I don't, the mind begins to say, "What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's something wrong with you. You are fat. You're ugly. You're unacceptable. What are people going to think?" Um, they're going to think I'm fat. They're going to think I'm overweight. People are not going to respect me. Um, people are, um, I have to watch what I say and be very, very careful or I'll look like a hypocrite. Mm. Um, then all the things that we've said about people that are too heavy come back and haunt us. We, mm. be, we have become one of them. Yes, mm. yes. Also, if something isn't done, if I don't lose weight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to stop. I'm, I'm going to end up a fat person. You know, it's the, these are violent thoughts. Ah, oh, good. Feel them. Mm. You know, they're, they're, to some of us, they're devastating. Mm-hmm. They take over our lives. Yes. I know people. Also, how do we react when we believe that thought? We begin to vomit. Mm-hmm. We begin to take diuretics. We begin to starve ourselves. It gets out of control. This happens to many, many, many mm. people. And you know they're simply believing their thoughts. Ah, now, would you take each one of those thoughts, if it came up, and do the work with it? Oh, People I are going to so make fun would. of me. I'm not going to so be would. worthy. Um, you know, there are two ways you take to each be one. overweight. Yeah, yeah. One is hell, and one is peace. Yeah. yeah. One feels like hell, and one feels like peace. Yeah. And either way, we lose weight or we don't. I just, I just no longer believe from experience that violence is the way. Oh, thank you. Know, we you. want war to end in the world, and mm. and and yet when it comes to war, we have that war going on with ourselves. And and, and I th- and how can we expect our world leaders to stop war? Well, we can't even do it in our own homes or in our own minds. That is a powerful statement. And I think the examples you gave help educate us because I think it's so much a part of ourselves that we don't even think of it as violence. We just take it as that's the way it is. That's yeah, like shame and guilt. It's yeah. an experience that somehow is serving us. And, <sighs> and it, those are emotions that I have not experienced in a long, long, no. long time. And I, I don't even know what they feel like. And I, I, it's difficult to even have a reference for them. Mm. I only remember they're painful. Yes, and that they take, they take over and the so life of of, um, of a human being. And so many people listening are living in that soup right now. So thank you. And the the way out, you can go online. You can come to the studio. You can just sit down and start asking the first question: Is it true that no one will respect me? 
if I'm overweight. You know, and, and another, how do I react when I believe that thought? Yeah. I begin to see me as unlovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, until I lose that weight, I'm, I'm not lovable. I'm not, you know, we begin to, to use our bodies as collateral. Mm. Like, if we don't lose weight, it's going to cost us love or friendship mm. or money or position. Mm. And, and it's terrifying. It's violent. So and the fourth question, who would I be without the thought I need to lose weight when I have not lost weight? Jim? I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd probably, if I didn't have that thought, I'd probably have uh, more time to think about other things that might bring me more pleasure. Well, you definitely would, and 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 you also might just, you know, look back at a moment in time when you were overeating mm-hmm. and um, believing that you needed to lose weight, and you were binging, maybe, and you look at who would you be in that moment without the thought, just go back, like meditation, contemplation, and sit with it and get still. In that moment, just put yourself there, and who would you be without the thought, I need to lose weight, as you're compulsively overeating or binging, or if you can find one of those moments, if you happen to be someone that does that. And, and just experience what it's like to just notice and maybe stop without the violence, or at least not end up with indigestion and ulcers. <laughs> and you know, it's, there's, there's so much that goes with that, and okay. guilt and shame. It's it's um it's quite a powerful belief, along with some others that so if that you would work with if you you've and then turned around, yeah. I need to lose weight. Turned around, I don't need to lose weight. Now find some advantages of being um, just who you are right now at this weight. Like at my weight, you know, some people could say I'm too heavy. Some people maybe wouldn't agree. Everyone has their own opinion. But in my opinion, who would I be without the thought I need to lose weight? Well, successful because I'm not eating right now. There's a start. Huh. I'm talking to two people that I really really am connected to Mm. and that feels really Mm. right and wonderful and my heart is just wide Mm. open Mm. and who would I be you know and like you said Jim not focused on the body you know that's how the mind stays identified as a body it's how we stay insane that is, it's so powerful, and I think the, the thing that really resonates with me about what we just went through this whole exercise is realizing that violence that we have for ourselves. And then when you ask that question, when you pose the question, why are we, you know, talking about war in the Middle East and all this violence and, and, and war that we're in feeling in, in different parts of the world when it's going on inside of ourselves? Yes, you know, if you can't stop the war inside, we can't stop war in the world. Wow. It can't be done. And I invite everyone listening to take that in. If you can't do it, it cannot be done. There you You are. I can't expect other people to do what I cannot do. You know, you are the only hope for peace on earth. Mm. The only hope. Yes. And, you know, questioning the mind is... um, it's a wonderful way to peace. It's it's working with where war originates. Yeah. It's not. It it's not. Um, it's not doing second generation uh, care. It's 
going to the source. Beautiful. We have someone uh, who's calling in, Byron Katie, or maybe not. They lost him, so we'll love what is. And if they want to call back, two four two seventy eight hundred. And as you were sharing, my whole heart has been totally open during this whole hour, and my whole body is just feeling so filled with peace and love. And you know, it's so interesting. Jim picked this question about weight because I'm going on a cruise with my colleagues um, next week. And I've gained 50 pounds, so I only see them once a year. And I thought, I, wow, I'm so glad I cleared out a lot of those thoughts that yeah. were kind of subconscious because I totally love my friends, and I don't want to miss one minute of them no. by thinking, oh, what did they think? Well, they're going to think whatever they're thinking. Yeah, but there's nothing we can do about no? that. But you know, I love my friends, and I love my belly. Yeah. And I love my Five. And, I do. And, and if other people don't, I hope they do better because it's very painful not to love. Oh, you're so wise. And I just am so excited. I'm going to get to meet you tomorrow. I'm going to be over there at uh, wherever that wonderful place is you're going to be. And well, please, please walk up and, and give me a hug. Oh, I would love yeah. That contact. Oh, yeah. This is oh, thank you, Jim. Byron, Byron Katie. Katie, she's going to be here on Maui this Friday at the studio in Haiku from 6.30 until 9.30. And uh, it's open to the public and a love and it, offering. And if you get those worksheets, I just want to tell you, don't give up because the first or few times it seems awkward or it didn't clear and you're not enlightened next week. Um. And you know, I, I invite people to, there's a, a written facilitation worksheet yeah. on the um, website. Yeah. And, and you can print those out also. But it's a wonderful place to start because it'll give you a few sub-questions under the four questions to kind of show you how, you know, ways to see how you react when you believe that thought and who you'd be without the thought and is it true? And so, Jim, you need to lose weight. Ah. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Heck no. <laughs> Not absolutely. No. So I, you know where the mind could justify it and call in all the other opinions and all of that? We just trust it and walk through the four questions and turn around, and and then we come up with, a, with an answer that's rather shocking. It's almost be, who would I be without that thought? Yeah. I would gain 100 pounds without that thought. <laughs> yeah. But that's the one I invite people to question, too. You know, is it true that without the thought you would gain weight? You could just as easily gain or lose, which is what you've got now, only without the shame and guilt. Wow. There you that, go. That is, it really is amazing. I mean, this process, the work that you do is just so powerful. Can I ask one logistics question? Free from from war with the mind. Yes, and and uh, you know, in and uh, working with the process, listening to your old tapes and literally the cassette tapes not your the old bootleg. story tapes <laughs> I don't know if they were bootleg you were giving everything away I think no, you said print this no I label printed on them that would always say uh, anyone can reproduce please it. yeah I love that so sweet not, not for commercial use mm-hmm. and please print them and pass them but, on but without um, if they're not blessed to actually have a session with you which has got to just be amazing and I'm sure it's going to be packed at the studio do you find that taking the worksheets and working with someone have Having them ask you the questions is helpful, or is it more helpful to do it alone? I just uh, either way, if a person really wants to know the truth, if they're really tired of the pain, they can do it alone, like I did. Okay, and, and it's a wonderful thing. And then, you know, to this day, Mary, when I'm working with someone, there's not a moment that I'm not answering the questions internally myself. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's just so rich. You know, the, the, the mind is everything. There's nothing that it's not. Yeah. There isn't anything else. It's the only game in town. <laughs> it is town. And, and um, everything is projected out of mind. It's just not real. So once a person begins to question what they believe and turn it around, they develop an internal life and the world can't compete with it. And mm. it just begins to, to, to identification falls away and, and um, you begin to know who and what you are. And it's, it's very, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I know. It's the end of war. We've been working with Eckhart Tolle's uh, A New Earth for the last seven weeks in our church, and we have 300 people in home studies working with it. And the, um, that wonderful thing, just the simplicity of he gave an, a, a, a definition of the ego without all the baggage is just when you identify with form and you're caught in separation. Mm. And all of this comes out of that mistaken identity um, yeah. and then you're caught in it and then you justify it and the world comes along and shows you that you're yeah, true what you believe is true the way we get caught in it is we simply believe what we think and the world shows you what you believe Jesus just said it it's the universe's divine design to give you a consciousness of ever expanding beauty and good and you get what you believe not what yeah. you deserve. You deserve heaven. <laughs> I yeah. You deserve yeah. heaven. Yeah. yeah. Byron, Katie, how wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. And and I know I'm going to see you on Friday. Mary will be there. My uh, fiancé, who we were talking about before you got Beautiful on the line, Molly. Who introduced <laughs> me to your work, uh, will uh, certainly be there. And we just look forward to seeing you here on Maui. Well, I am very excited, and I will see you soon. You must be flying out, because you're, you're speaking tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I heard. Here well, on Maui. I'm I'm on my way. Yeah, okay, <laughs> a safe flight and enjoy it all. Byron Katie, the book is Loving What Is. You can pick it up at any bookstore. It's a bestseller. Thank you. Jim, what a great, great day. It's been amazing. So tell us, you know, we know that you're going to be traveling I a little am. bit. Tell us about that. Oh, wow. Well, I um, will be uh, going to Alaska just mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. with the Association of Unity Churches to see where the humpbacks feed. Mm-hmm. Then I come back for Father's Day, and then I go to... Dharamsala with the Dalai Lama. I'll be in, in classes with. He's actually teaching there, and it's his birthday, July sixth. I get to be there the for years and That's staying nice. right next door to his home. So I, bring I, some aloha to Dharamsala uh, and and bring the peace of the Tibetans back to beautiful Aloha Maui. Mm. What a gift! And then I'm back for the middle of the summer, and then Spirit is opening the door to Sisi in southern France. So I'll. This is my dream. Uh, to I'm going to be in the silence and just um, just being present. No tourists, just being present. That but awesome. Unity Church of Maui is going to thrive while I'm gone. We've got Ram Dash, Sears King, Wayne Dyer, Marie Smith. <laughs> I mean, it's like wow. I hope I can get back in when I get home. We will miss you, and we will we'll be back next week. Right, we'll be talking here next week. So tune in to Conversations with Friends and join us at the Maui Tropical Plantation. Silence is at nine thirty. And uh, celebration is at 10 o'clock. Mary Tropical Plantation every Sunday. Aloha. Aloha.